Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome and thanks for listening. This segment of the show is brought to you by Olive Crest, who's been helping thousands of children find safe homes for many, many years here in Orange County. Please check them out on our website and help them if you can. My next guest is Rick Usher, who is an attorney here in Irvine, California. Rick is a, a business attorney, and he often represents clients in the sales of small businesses and franchises. So he's going to discuss tips for selling your business, which, of course, is right up our alley for our listeners, age 50-plus business owners. So, Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Nice to be here. Pleasure to have you here. We always like to start by getting to know a little bit about our guests. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and uh, what you've done uh, up to now? and what you're doing. Sure, sure. This is actually uh, the 20th anniversary of uh, uh, the firm here. So wow, congratulations. Doing, working with uh, entrepreneurs and business owners for 20 years. And sort of different, uh, before that, I spent a dozen years as the general counsel of a large publicly traded company. So it was a very big shift for me to go from that environment to working with uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs. That's fascinating. So, how did you make that? We we call it unplugged and rewired. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it had some challenges, I tell you, because you're coming out of uh, the big business world and uh, you're not really geared to be out finding clients in the uh, small business world. It's so, it, marketing, yeah, it, it it took a while to network and market and find uh, find that pace. But uh, I really enjoy working with the business owners. And you found your niche here in, in Orange County. Uh huh. Yes, I started up in uh, Los Angeles and then found my practice was growing more down here in Orange County. So it came down here about uh, 1998. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing a, a lot of business owners think about this uh, <clears throat> exit process of these days? Are a lot of business owners approaching you for selling? Or? Yeah, what I'm seeing right now is uh, a lot of the baby boomers who deferred selling their businesses because of the financial crunch starting in 2008 are now starting to come back. It's it, I've really noticed that uh, you know they've deferred, they've waited, and they the environment is better now for them to sell, and they're starting to make that exit. Now, I don't know if you're seeing this, but I've talked to people that are venture capitalists and private equity groups and uh, people that actually sell businesses, like transactional type of business brokers. Right. And they say that about 9 out of 10 people that come to them initially walk away dejected, depressed, and real, not realizing that their business isn't as, what, as worth as much as they thought. What do, what do you see? Yeah, that, that's a big challenge. Uh, people have been used to uh, receiving a certain amount of income from their business on a year-to-year -year basis, and they expect when they're going to sell, they're going to get a big chunk of that. Uh, and it's really oftentimes uh, a year or two payout compared to what they're used to making. So that's, that's a challenge for a lot of business owners, and it's something they really need to consider before they, they get into the sell process. What sizes and types of businesses do you typically work with? You know, it's it's a big range. Um, typically, my uh, transactions are usually less than ten million. Um, mm -hmm. I just finished one that was one hundred and twenty-five million. So it it does vary, and the range is pretty broad. It sort of reflects Orange County. It goes from, uh, you know, uh, environment not environment, but tech, uh, uh, medical devices car dealerships, uh, manufacturing companies, so it's pretty range. Now, are most of your transactions to outside buyers? 
or, or there are a lot of inside buyers as well. I would, I would term that as, you know, someone coming from the outside and buying right. versus a, a key employee or, um, you know, typically they've been outside buyers, but I've seen a couple of internal buyers, uh, recently. Um, we just did one where they went out and found the internal buyer, hired them on two two guys to sort of take over the business with a business plan and a, and an exit strategy with some options to buy the business. Sure. So that was, you know, somebody who knew that they had to do some planning and did a good job of it. Still a lot of legal work in there. The difference is the business creates all the funding for the transaction, which can be challenging. Yeah, uh, it does. Um, it does, you know, there are some, some seller notes uh, connected with that, but because they had planned and they have a business plan with financial thresholds, to, to meet, then uh, that means that the security is a lot better than if selling it uh, to an unknown person. Now, when uh, owners visit you for the first time, are a lot of them already aware that there's a market or a buyer out there, or do you get involved in as far as helping them um, learn what's out there as far as buyers are concerned, too? Typically, when they come to me, they have um, either a a plan to exit or even a potential transaction. So okay, yeah. So you're there to to negotiate, correct? Button down all the details, and there's a lot of details, right? And their counsel is probably going through some due diligence issues that you have to deal with, help them out. So what are some of the the biggest uh, thing, the biggest uh, surprises? that business owners have when they come to you and you go, you know, I don't think we're going forward unless this happens. What are some of the things that you can tell our, our listeners that they should really come be prepared before they come to you? Well, a um, couple of things. I think they, uh, the realism we talked about, first of all, what is my business really worth? Um, people have this very uh, uh, proprietary feelings about their business and they think oftentimes it's worth a lot more than it is. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is that they got to be realistic as to how they're going to make this transition. I think um, it's very unlikely for most business sellers to find a buyer who's going to rock up and write them a check. Um, so they need to figure out and plan how they are going to exit this thing, whether it is seller carryback financing, whether it is, as we just discussed, they're going to find somebody internally who can take over and, and generate the revenue to uh, pay, pay the seller, or whether it's some other alternative. Uh, that's the biggest challenge, I think. In a business that's, say, between um, three and, and $10 million, is there a common pattern to what buyers, how buyers want to buy those businesses through some kind of an earnout, and if so, or seller notes, and if so, what are the durations of those? Um, you, again, you're typically going to find that the buyers are going to want some sort of financing. Um, there's money out there right now, but for the small business, it's a, still a challenge. Uh, you know, the banks are going to look for security, the, the SBA is looking for security, so for them to actually get the cash, it's often an earnout, And those are going to be probably in the 7 to 10 year range. Oh, that long. Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, and depending on the size. If it's okay. a smaller number, you can maybe cut it down, but it's often that long. Now, one of the precautions out there for a seller is that they're, they're at risk until they've collected the last of those installments, right? They're, Absolutely. Their retirement's at right. risk. So the more they can do to shorten that time frame, 
the better off they'll be, right? Generally. Yeah, and, and I think... A lot can happen in seven to ten it years. It is, yeah. and that's a big risk, and it's a scary thing, and that's why sometimes you'll look at a, a, a buyout over time where the seller remains in control for a time period, uh, just like the example I gave earlier where they brought in a couple of guys to ex, uh, enter into a new business plan and to buy them out over time. Until they buy out, he's in control, so he has a way of protecting himself and, and, and ensuring that he's getting paid. Although a lot of these owners don't want that business back if they can help it. But. They don't, and uh, control and compatibility is a huge issue. Um, you know, people want to be in control, the, sell, the buyer wants to be in control, and oftentimes the personalities are not going to fit together. So it, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a big challenge. W- would you say that for most sellers, though, they really need to have a, a good dashboard to look at how the business is doing even if they're distancing themselves from it on a day-to-day after they've made their their sale and their initial notes are being paid they really better keep an eye on what's going on because they need to recognize that things are going south so they can step in in a hurry to protect yeah. themselves right absolutely they 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 need to be involved enough to be able to jump in because usually the biggest issue you're going to find for a lot of sellers is the client control, client relations. And if the new buyer is not in servicing the clients and maintaining them, that's that's the the, sort of the canary in the coal mine notice that they need to get. How, how, in your 20 years, how often have you seen that where the buyer gets, I mean, the seller gets back the business uh, in in a few years out? It's, it's actually pretty rare. Because usually what's happened is the business has diminished enough that it's really not something oh, you want to take oh back. And, and so they, they really just don't get paid. That's the unfortunate part. But this is a, a planning point here for our listeners is get yourself in good financial order so that you're not relying on those later installment payments for your financial wherewithal. Yeah. You know, get yourself in good position early on. And that's why we say start planning so early. Um, because if you think you're just going to, it's like not like selling a house and you're walking away and never looking at that house again. I mean, there's very few things that could happen to a house. If you're carrying the note, you still want to know who's living inside. You sure do. (laughs) And you talked earlier about there's two ways, you know, sometimes there's a note and sometimes there's an earnout. Now, earnouts are even more challenging than just a note payment because there's a lot of questions and issues about how the earnout works and whether it gets paid. Give us a quick definition of what an earnout is for those that might be listening and wonder. I've heard that term, but what what exactly does it mean? Well, an earnout is usually a payment based upon the performance of the company over time. And so the idea is the seller may get some more if the company is successful. And so it gets a bigger, he gets a bigger price or she gets a bigger price. The challenges are um, very large with earnouts and, and frequently they end up in unfortunately disputes. Yeah, because it's reliant on all the operating, the operations of the company and usually the the top line and bottom line numbers coming true as projected. Right. right? And and also, you know, the the buyer can, you can do a lot within the financials in terms of how you, uh, you know, your expenses and how you invest and things like that to affect those. So that, that's, a, that's a big challenge and you try and stay away from them, frankly. Share, uh, if you would, just share a, a brief story with us about a client that you've worked with. No, no names, right. but just, you know, mm-hmm. general situation and um, give our listeners kind of an overview of, of what, what happened in the situation. Um, I'll give you one of my, my all-time favorite clients. He's been a client for about 20 years, almost one of my first client. And uh, I just say he's a car dealership 
and he's bought and sold probably we probably have done about half a dozen dealerships over time and uh, he was sort of exiting hopefully he may come back but he's sort of exiting um and uh just recently and this was the large transaction we did and it was a long difficult negotiation fortunately he found a buyer who could step up with cash um but he had some some exit plans that he wanted and so the negotiations were pretty difficult the buyer was represented by a big national uh, law firm so that was kind of fun because there were four at least four attorneys all the time on the other side and only me on our side but that gave me a sort of a a much better overview and and control of of everything so we were able i think to get some some good uh, terms for him the primary one, uh, what he wanted, was to walk away from, there was a big real estate component to this. He wanted to walk away without any ongoing liabilities, particularly environmental. And so we were able to achieve that. And so that he was pretty happy with that. And those are some of the big issues I hear out there too, Rick, are that I, I love my business. I've grown my business. I'm afraid of the risks after I'm gone. And I want to get away from some of those. And some of those you can insure. But you, you need to really work with somebody who knows what they're doing to negotiate all of these terms out. And that's where you come in. Correct. Right. You should work with all your advisors. And, and the other thing is to get your advisors involved early. You know, I had people show up and fortunately say, hey, I just signed this letter of intent. And I said, well, that really sort of ties my hands. Or even worse, they've signed a broker, quote unquote, offer that's really a contract. And then they're really tied in. So... You need to be your lawyer, your CPA, your business advisors need to get involved early on in the process. Yeah, before you get into some of those things that might lock you out from negotiating and having a controlled auction even with other with other potential buyers as well, right? You could be Absolutely. very careful about what you sign early on. Yes, yes. And and people who haven't been through the process often are a little naive. They get excited about having a buyer there and they're when they want to go forward. Entrepreneurs are that way. They, they want do. they want to make they want to move fast. And move, so move fast, uh, right. that's that's an issue. And is the is the first thing when someone calls that they should do to call someone like yourself to talk about a company? confidentiality agreement or non-disclosure? That's always a, a usual starting point. Um, depending upon, you know, their business, they do want to protect that business if the buyer does not pan out. You know, they've got clients, they've got customers, they've got operating issues, so they don't want to expose all that without some protection. So people should get ready early, get your advisors engaged early, have competent advisors that work together as a team, and be ready for to settle down for the long haul because what sounds too good to be true usually is in this type of a marketplace, right? Correct, yes. And be ready because somebody's going to be digging through all of your documents and you're do, doing their due diligence. So have yours done first, if at all possible. So really get ready early on this stuff. Yeah. And it sort of ties into, you know, your mantra, I think, is that you've got to start this process and start the planning several years before the actual event. Um, you know, the buyer is probably going to typically ask for three years of financials and tax returns. So if you are not getting your financial house in order that early, you're going to have some strange looks in your in your documents. If if uh, you have a sudden um, increase in profits because you've cut expenses in the last year, it's going to look like you're unfunding the underfunding the business rather than being a smart cost cutter. So you've got to start that and get your get your history there so it makes the business attractive for sale. Build your history, build your story. 
Rick, if our client, if our listeners wanted to contact you, could, would you talk with anybody who called you uh, as a result of listening to this? Oh, sure. Yeah, I always uh, am willing to, you know, meet or talk with a person about their situation. Um, just to, I find it interesting, fascinating, and, and usually, uh, you know, if it works out, great. If not, it's usually an enjoyable time. How would they best reach you? You know, um, I haven't been out there in the marketplace that much because I'm mostly a referral source, but they can reach me by calling me, which is 949-788-0066. You can email me at ricushher at aol.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay, give us that phone number one more time, if you sure, would. Sure, it's 949-788-0066. So listeners, if you're thinking about it, even if it's five years out, even if it's longer than that, why would you not give Rick Usher a call? He's got 20 years' experience doing this. He can tell you whether you're heading down the right road, what some of the initial things you should be thinking about, maybe whether your offer makes any sense or not that somebody's coming at you with. We all know you get phone calls right. all the time. And, you know, there's all kinds of things coming at you, and you're busy. So turn it over to professional Rick Usher. Uh, and uh, Rick, thanks very much for joining us. It's been very fascinating, and, and I love the topic. I'd love to get deeper yeah. in in another, another session. Okay, great. Appreciate it, Bill. Thanks. We've been talking with Rick Usher, and we're going to be right back after this message with our uh, all-star highlights, and then we'll be back with another guest. So please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions. So you can be well planned. We upload new one minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 